This week's episode of Downsizing is brought to you by Adult Weebs. Adult Weebs, the absolute most oppressed group on earth. Hello and welcome to Downsizing, the show that's more or less a slow motion anime training montage. I'm your host, Pocky Balboa, Tim Down. I have a little story to start things off this week, a little anecdote if we're feeling fancy, uh, or an antidote if you're feeling like you were either in high school not long enough or too long, implying that you either dropped out or uh, just failed a bunch of years. And I can say that as somebody that did drop out of university, though, not to not to show off. Um Listen, my story involves car stuff, and I know what you're thinking. Tim, we've heard it before. Something on your car broke. You spent four and a half days trying to fix it and ultimately just fucked it up and then had to get someone else to fix it. And I'm here to tell you you're totally valid for thinking that and assuming that, but I'm here to tell you that that's not what happened. You see, the other night I was returning from a ringette barbecue. Uh, It's... It's identical to a regular barbecue, but everyone that was there plays ringette, except for me. Uh, and it was because it was for my girlfriend's team. Uh, I'm basically the team mascot, number one fan, um, so I attended as well. And I don't think anything of of major. Oh, okay. Actually, I wasn't even. I completely forgot about this until this moment. I have a little story to tell you. Uh, So I know I said I had a story, but now I'm going to interrupt my story with another story. I do need Ritalin. Um, So while we're there, one of the girls on the team also played soccer. And she was telling us a story about how one time, because soccer, despite its reputation, can be a bit of a vicious game. Uh, You know, it's not all people faking falls and injuries to get an advantage. It can be pretty violent at times. But of the the violent things that I've personally witnessed, it's usually tripping, shoving, shouldering, people colliding with other people. Um, I got kicked in the face once and busted my lip open. Um, and probably the most violent in the most extracurricular way was one time one player on my team decked the goalie of the other team. And he wasn't even part of the play. He just went, walked onto the field and punched him in the face and knocked him to the ground. It was one of the most imposing and hilarious things I've ever seen in my life. But I could wrap my head around throwing a punch, right? Uh, because that's that's a crime of passion. You just throw a punch kind of on instinct almost. or It's like shoving somebody. You're almost doing it without thinking about it. And this one girl was describing... Uh, a story where I guess this girl was either chirping her or kept like being really rough. And so she said she, she strangled her. And when I hear strangled, I think, oh, that's kind of a a crime of passion too. You know, that's, that's like, you don't really want to throw a punch, but you're really mad. So you put someone, I'm picturing like a headlock kind of thing, or maybe a kind of uh, imperfect uh, Jerry rigged rear naked choke. Um, Where, you know, you you just sort of grab a hold of somebody and, you know, get them, what the fuck are you doing out there? You know, that kind of thing. And I think that's probably what most people would picture. Because uh, what, what other possibility is there? Well, what this young lady described to us was that while standing, 
she wrapped both of her hands <laughs> around this girl's neck and was choking her. Just a straight choke. It's illegal to do that in the UFC. But she did it in a soccer game. While standing, choked another person. Okay. To, to choke someone while standing, I mean, the amount of... Like, that's cold-blooded. Because all the other things I described, throwing a punch, shoving, headlock, those don't require a ton of fine motor skills or coordination, right? You can you can accomplish those sloppily. But a straight choke is just, there's something about it that feels like requires more dexterity. And the level of, of focus and kind of planning that you would need to be able to execute that and pull it off is just, I don't know. It's kind of concerning. It's one of the most bone-chilling things I've ever seen. I would have been or heard of. I picture I pictured it so vividly that it felt like I was there. It would have been less chilling to to find out she did like a flying head scissors, if that makes sense. Because at least that is you know you're running, you jump. I know it's not strictly speaking possible to pull off, um, but it it still feels more likely than being able to pull off a straight choke. Uh, and she didn't really say much about what the aftermath of that was. So I hate to end it on that note, but I think I was too stunned to really ask any follow-up questions. Um, but that's just a little uh, a little aside that I, I forgot until this moment. But no, the, the story that I'm describing is actually after this, uh, this barbecue. It was when we came back. Uh, we parked near our street, and there's a street that runs behind ours our own street i was trying not to say street like 50 times in a row but sometimes that's just unavoidable and behind us there are like some i'm not going to dox myself obviously but there's some businesses behind us and there was a car uh, parked there and i got out of the car and i was i turned around to because with my girlfriend's car the key fob doesn't really work so i have to press the lock button on the driver's side door to lock all the doors. So I turned around to check when everybody had gotten out of the car so I could lock it. But before I turned around, I noticed that there was a a figure walking towards us from this parked car. And I saw him immediately and I'm like, okay, that's somebody that I can't really see walking towards me from what is not quite a dark alley, but close enough to that. And I can't see him. I can't make out his features because it's dark. So... I'm going to turn around, but I'm very aware that he's approaching me. And so I see, I lock the door and I turn back around immediately and just look at him because I'm like, I don't know what, I want to gauge his intentions. Is he coming to straight choke me? Is he coming to offer me drugs? Who knows, right? Uh, So he walks up and he says, hi, do you have jumper cables? And I was like, yes, I do actually. In fact, I do. So anyway, I drive the car around park it and this this whole scenario was kind of weird but i i felt like i pulled up to a normal distance but when i got out of the car he's like oh is this close enough and i don't know there was maybe two to three feet between the front of both of our cars which is just kind of standard it's enough to be really close but also enough that we can maneuver in front of the vehicles. 
And um, I've given people a, a jump before. I've had to receive a jump before as well. And, you know, I'm not really a car guy. I'm not a car aficionado, as, as has been covered on the show, ad nauseum. But I guess I've just kind of taken it for granted or had this kind of, you know, some semi-subconscious understanding that if you are the one providing the jump, you kind of do everything. Unless, you know, like if I ask somebody for a jump and they have jumper cables, but they don't know how to use them, obviously I'm going to be the one to do it. But aside from that, even if the person knows how, it's my car, my cables, I'll just do it. Um, and so I get out, I, uh, I go to set them up. And so my understanding of how to do it the way that I, I, I should have looked this up so I could pretend like I knew it all along, uh, in case I'm wrong, but I didn't do that. My understanding is the positive one goes on my car. The positive one goes on his car. The negative one goes on his car. And then the negative one goes on my car. And that's the order. And if you were to ask me why that is, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I think it might be, if I were to guess, it's. I think it's to make sure that you're not going to electrocute yourself because you take them off in reverse order. So the last thing you're taking off is just attached to the metal of your car. But I could be wrong. There's probably a much more simple explanation for that, but who really cares? This is not a car podcast. Um, although it's as much a car podcast as it is a fitness podcast, but that's that's neither here uh, nor is it there. Uh, but anyway, so I come out, I got my cables. I'm like, all right, I'm going to set them up. But then he takes one end and leaves me with one end. So I'm like, oh, I guess we're... Um, I guess I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna do my side, and you'll do your side. This is already. I'm already not 100% on board with this because I'm. I'm not gonna say I have a fear of car batteries, but I think I have a healthy respect of car batteries in the same way that I have a healthy respect of like a spinning lathe or uh, a table saw. You know, I'm not afraid of it, but I'm always aware of where it's at and what I'm doing close to it. But he just put puts the shit on his car, and then I put the stuff on mine, and I'm like, all right. Obviously, now's the time for me to go and turn on my car. But even like as I put the last clip on, my car's not on at this point, which I found out when retelling the story to my dad that it should be when you're hooking it up. I didn't know that. So that's on me. But nonetheless, he uh, the cables are on, but now the car is on. And he's like, oh, something's not right. And I'm like... No, I think everything's, I think we're good, you know? And he goes, is that the positive side that my positive cable is on? And you know when someone asks you a question that's really obvious, but the fact that they're asking you the question makes you doubt it? Like, I would just walk around assuming, yeah, that's the positive side. But if you ask me which side, now I'm like, well, fuck, is that the positive side? Because I famously had to get a new battery. So, I, you know, I was like, I don't know. Did they switch the sides? Probably not. But I'm like, no, that's the positive side. And then he's like, you know, unclipping and clipping the, the shit. And there's like sparks, like little sparks. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Just let me, let me go turn my car on. So I go and I turn it on. 
And then he goes and turns his car on. And obviously it starts because I'm giving him a jump. So I'm like, great, we're done here. Now I'll go and take them off in the order that I would like to take them off. But this guy, (laughs) before I even get out around the side of the car, he's already taken both leads off of his car and has taken them both in one hand and goes to hand it to me. And I know that they're specifically designed to make it really, really hard to shock yourself. I know that they're insulated. I know that they're designed so that even the dumbest person has a low chance of electrocuting themselves. But when my car is on and has cables attached to it and there's a guy handing me the cables when they're almost basically touching on the the actual alligator clips, I'm like, are you going (laughs) to... I just had this image of him touching them together and being sent flying, which probably wouldn't happen. It probably would just spark and scare the shit out of everybody. And then he'd probably drop them and, you know, maybe drop them on himself, maybe drop them on me. Who knows? But I kind of like just instinctively took a step back. I was just like, I don't know. And then he took off the other clips and was like, here you go. Thanks. And I'm like, fuck, man. I really, really thought I was going to witness a a full-on electrocution. And he was also older. Like, he was in his late 40s, I would say. So, it seems weird that he he wouldn't know the kind of standard procedure of how to do it. But then again, I don't, I don't fully know either, I guess. Um, but then to kind of cap this whole story off, he goes, give me one second. I'm going to get you something as a thank you. And, you know, I... I've given jumps to people before. If someone were to try and give me money, I would say no. But, you know, I think it's also rude to refuse a gift because if I were to offer somebody a gift in that scenario, I would like them to take it because, you know, it makes me feel like I'm reciprocating something and it makes me feel more comfortable about the situation because I have a hard time, whatever. Anyway, let's, let's not get sidetracked. He, uh, so he, he walks in and he comes back out and he hands me two packages of what looks like pita, but it's not called pita. It's like a specific kind of, I think, Lebanese bread. Um, and he goes, do you know what we we do here? It's presumably his business. And it's it's a completely unmarked building. Like There's not a sign on it. There's no thing in the window. There's no you know, thing on the mailbox to say what company it is. So I'm not sure how I would know. So I said, no, I I don't. And he said, we're a bakery. And I looked at this nondescript building with pretty much no traffic going by it in either direction. And I was like, man, I really hope that you're a wholesaler. Because if you're not, (laughs) buddy... Invest in a sandwich board or something because it looks like a fucking insurance office. It looks like a like a logistics company. But I looked it up and they are a wholesaler. So I haven't tried the bread yet because I already 
Uh, listen, I got pita on deck. Don't don't you worry about me. I've got pita. I got tortillas. I got corn tortillas. So clearly, this guy didn't know who he was fucking with. But once I'm out, I'm gonna be defrosting a package of those, and I'll report back with uh, with what they're like, and maybe give a recommendation. Um. So yeah, that was just really weird. Uh, I you know, it probably would have been fine even if he did touch them together. But it's not often I see people do truly reckless shit in front of me anymore so i'm not uh, i'm not as used to it as i used to be um this week uh on another note i'm happy to report that i have actual exercise updates for you for once in the past week and a half i guess i have gone on more runs than I have in probably the past three years. Um, I can't remember what started it off, but I just decided, like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do like a workout at home, and it's not gonna be optimal. It's not gonna be really that well thought out. I'm just gonna do it because starting is the hardest part. So I basically just took the weights that I have. I have 15, 20, 30-pound dumbbells and a 10-pound medicine ball. So I just basically, I think I basically did pyramid sets. I took the heaviest weight, went to failure, took the next heaviest weight, went to failure, next heaviest weight, went to failure for like curls and then some tricep stuff and then shoulder stuff and was like, all right, I've now worked out. And then I think it was last Tuesday, my girlfriend and her dad went to a concert Um so I kind of had the evening to myself and what I elected to do was I did basically that I did whole workout like that. I did some body weight squats and then I just, I went for a little run, but I, I, I kind of incentivized myself a little bit. There was a treat involved for me. Um, so I ran down the street. I went kind of a long way and I ran to a depth near my house and I got myself a couple, uh, couple road sodas, couple, uh, couple cold ones, and then I walked back home. I walked a long way back home, and it took me a long time, and it felt really shitty. But I was like, you know what? This is the start of a, this is the start of a beautiful little, little uh, situation here. Uh, I also did. I think I went for a couple walks as well. Or I just walk to the the depth and and get a little something, and obviously, I should be doing it without the little treat, but I see it as a stepping stone, a little uh, a little first step in the right direction. Maybe it has a little treat on it. Maybe I'm doing a little Reese's Pieces trail to guide me to the light, and then you know, I, I've done it a couple times now where I'll just go for a run. I yesterday. Uh, which is Sunday and, or no, on Saturday, I went for, I did that basically, I worked out, I worked out in front of the TV, the other day I was watching One Piece, watching One Piece, fucking working out, go for a run, I felt fucking jacked, to be, to be perfectly honest with you, I felt jacked as fuck, got a little, I got a fucking arm pump, sleeveless shirt, yellow knife hat, I fucking, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I felt gassed up. I felt like everybody that saw me was like, holy fuck. 
that dude looks like a pro wrestler. That guy looks like a fucking UFC fighter. And it doesn't matter if I didn't because I felt like I did. So I was fucking running. Do you want to know what I fucking did? Do you want to know what I did? Ran down the street. Then there's a little parking lot near the dep. I'm really doxing myself. Oh, by the way, here's here's what I let me let me back up a little bit. On the way to the dep, there's some Bixie bikes. If you don't know what Bixie bikes are, they're like Ubers for bikes that have been in Montreal for a while. Never once driven one. I guess road one would be the the correct terminology. But they have little stands. So I stopped. I did some incline push-ups on them. Then I kept running. And there's a parking lot. And it's like no one uses... There's no one that would use this parking lot. I think it's for a school or something. I'm not sure. But it's like it looks abandoned. And I jogged to one end of of where the lines were, of the spaces. And I sprinted back. And then I jogged back. And then I sprinted back. And then I continued my run. And then I ran down a long way, down a different street, got back to near my apartment. And then in that same alleyway where that random guy appeared from who almost electrocuted himself in front of me, I fucking finished my run with a sprint. Okay? I'm still a couple of LBs shy of 300 pounds. So I'm definitely shredding the cartilage in my knees. But you know what? It's going to be worth it. Because I'm I'm basically basically being ro- I'm basically rockly with the weights on. And obviously this metaphor only works if I drop 50 pounds overnight. I mean, I think he probably dropped I don't know. I'm sure someone has done the math on how much weight he would have had to drop to uh, make an explosion that big. But I'm just saying, okay? This is what we're doing. And, you know, obviously at a certain point, I'm going to get a gym membership again. I canceled my old one. Haven't uh, gotten for the new place yet. But at this point, I'm just doing what works. And... I'm starting to get the the kind of running routine back again. I, I've had a bit of a love-hate relationship with running. I've gone through periods of my life where I do it a lot. And significantly more periods where I'll try and start, but it feels so shitty that I go only like two or three times and then just ultimately default to doing something else instead. But... I've gone multiple days in a row or pretty close together. So I'm, I think I'm just going to have to keep doing that, uh, which is going to necessitate. I get more sleep. It's also going to necessitate. I, I get my diet on point because on my run today, my calves felt like, <sighs> like they were just asleep. I got big calves famously. If you know, you know, I got the biggest calves in the game. I got the biggest calves on planet earth, but it was like that feeling if you've ever gone rock climbing and you do it for long enough, your your forearms start to go. You get the cat paw. I had that in my calves. But tomorrow, today for you, if you're listening to this when it comes out, I'm planning on going for another run, you know, or maybe just a walk. We'll see. I, I would like to say that I'm going to do jogs and sprints every time and start doing fucking chin-ups, but I'm also not as young as I used to be, so I got to... <laughs> 
be very mindful of that as well. But, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do. And sometimes what I have to do, uh, unfortunately, it's that time of the episode, it does involve anime. Uh, I've been doing a lot of visualization, you know, picturing, as I start to get tired, I think like, well, in a lot of anime that I watch, you know, my boy Luffy will get into a fight and be exhausted, but then something will happen. He'll end up riding on the back of some big animal and like take like a five minute nap. And then he goes and fights the bad guy. And I'm like, damn, that's, I mean, he's made of rubber, but that's cardio on an entirely different level. Same thing with Ichigo. Same thing with, uh, you know, a veritable who's who. It's a common refrain. Someone's tired and then they find out, oh shit, so-and-so is in danger. Well, now I'm going to go full force and then just sprint and fight for another three episodes straight. And that's kind of the mentality I'm going to take. And, you know, if it takes doing hand signs before or during a run, if it takes pretending that I'm going to go fight some big enemy or that, oh shit, the the bad guy's holding <laughs> holding one of my friends by the neck and he's going to land the killing blow and I have to run out of nowhere and kick him in the fucking face. That's what we're going to do. So I know a lot of people get a lot out of uh, David Goggins and, and, you know, fucking Jocko Willink or all those guys, but not me, dude. Not me. I'm going to be thinking about fucking run no jutsu. Okay? If I have to put both my arms behind me and sprint as though I'm running up a tree to fight an enemy ninja to rescue Sasuke, God damn it, that's what I'm going to fucking do. Um, and I now I'm, I'm fully pivoting away <laughs> from... I see I did a nice transition. I went from talking about working out to working out an anime to anime. Uh, because I, I've I've obviously been watching a lot of One Piece. I'm pretty close to, to caught up. I think I have 40 or 50 episodes until I'm fully caught up to the most recent episode. But, and it's in a great place right now. Had a pretty hype fight. I was whipped up when I was watching it the other night. I think I went to bed at like 3 in the morning. And I was just, it was just top tier. It was the best. It, it's it's the buildup of over 100 episodes, and it's paying off in a big way, and I'm all about it. But I've been getting a, an itch to watch something else. And so I started an anime that I've been meaning to watch for a little while now. It's one of those ones that's kind of in the zeitgeist that everyone's hyped about, seen some clips from it, and uh, it piqued my interest. And that is a little anime called Jujutsu Kaisen. And one of the things that struck me about it when I first started watching it is it's very similar to Chainsaw Man, at least in the beginning, as far as kind of the setup. Um, and I, ha- I watched a, a video the other day that was talking about anime power systems because that's what I like to do. And it sort of compared the two of them and said, Jujutsu Kaisen is more of a tragedy or a drama, and Chainsaw Man is more of a comedy, at least in terms of um, like the problem-solving aspect of it. And I don't know that I totally agree. Um, I get what they were saying, at least with the specific a- example they gave, but 
I think they're both like serious, but also very comedic. Um, but because they're so similar, it just struck me that I really do like the same thing over and over. There's certain formula in anime that just work, that are just, it's always good to me. One of the few Japanese terms that I know is hayai. And the reason why I know that is because it means fast or he's fast. And the reason why this word has stuck in my mind is because every single battle anime, every single one at a certain point will either have the main character or the villain character say that. It's almost always under the same circumstances. It's the, you know, villain will be, or the, you know, the character, main character will be trying to fight the villain and there'll be a lot of threats and a lot, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to beat the shit out of you because of reasons. And then the villain will come to attack them and they're just like right behind them or they'll be like right in front of them. They'll say, hi, hi, and fucking whoa, what the fuck, man? Or when the hero says it, it's usually the villain and the hero have been fighting. Hero is losing. And then something happens. They gain new resolve. They figure out how to activate their powers. Something happens. And then all of a sudden, they're faster than the villain can keep track of. And they just fucking, they just throw that out there. And that's like, watch any of them. Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, all of them. All of them. It happens in every single one. And I like it every time. I like any time two characters are talking and all of a sudden one character's so fast that he just appears behind the other character. Like there's no like running. There's no teleportation. They're just talking and all of a sudden, boom, they're right behind them. It gets me every time. Is someone fighting with their hands in their pockets and just dodging, maybe with their eyes closed? It's always cool. Does someone throw a punch, a huge punch, and then someone just deflects it with two fingers? Or just slowly avoids it and like headbutts the main character or headbutts the villain? It's, it's fucking cool every time. And I don't know what to say beyond that. Um, I'm just uh, here to say that that level of speed is my goal. That's how fast I'm looking to be. That's uh, what I'm thinking when I'm doing my training. I'm going to refer to it as training now. Um, I tried doing um, like leg raises, like almost the ones you do on like a dip station where you hold yourself up and then lift your leg straight in front of you. Uh, I tried doing that on the rail behind my house, but it didn't really work. I think because I can't, then it's not high enough off the ground that I can lift myself up and have my feet be dangling. But I'm going to visualize myself doing handstand push-ups on that rail until it comes to be. So I have a, a renewed lease on life. I've got great anime to watch. I'm going for runs. I'm stretching. I'm working on improving my sleep. 
We're on a real upswing. We're finally on a real upswing. And I'm not really sure what the impetus for this was, but I'm not going to investigate it because introspection is for nerds and psychoanalysts. And I'm neither one. I'm a weeb and I dropped out of school. So that's going to be it for this week. Uh, as always, you can send me an email at dancehousingpod at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at successfully underscore Caucasian. Tune in next week to see if today was the last time I went for a run and all of my motivation is gone. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Holy shit.